Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Oh, Russian Nation, it's Thursday. Welcome back, second pod of the week. And we got something special for you. Normally two of us. There's actually another body in the studio this week. Woohoo! Hello! First time ever. It's... Bizarre to say the least. There's, there's someone else in my personal space which is making me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Murph, as always, big man, how are you? Yeah, really good, mate. Nearly the weekend, nearly time for the games and almost the last stand of the season. So excited. How are you, Squire? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Not looking forward to this pending cold snap that's about to hit us tomorrow. But say, Levine, that's why you work outdoors. Rush Nation, we are joined by. Joe from the OG League, no longer in the OG League, funny story that Murph took his team. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's in the Dynasty League, the OG Dynasty League, and he's going to be in the random Jack Paul Brown podcast league thingy bob next year. We'll get into that later on. Joe, welcome to Five Yard Rush, how are you? Oh, hello, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. We're doing a special today on you know, new to fantasy football and rookie managers. And, and we thought we'd grab somebody who, who did fairly well this season, not going to lie. Had a shocker last year, did well this year. And we thought we'd get the insight in a rookie manager because Murph and I have been doing it a while. Joe hasn't. And as as you all know, we, you want to help. Yeah, and we, we get a lot of requests, I said this on Tuesday, from people who want to get into it, maybe don't know enough people to form a league. Um, and that's why we do our listener leagues and uh, people that are perhaps a bit apprehensive to joining a league and uh, maybe it's too much effort too much time some of the feedback I've had is I've tried it and it's just impossible to do it's too much time and kind of want to get some of those myths out the way and sort of give some reassurance but rather than take it from someone like Chris and I we thought Joe would be a really good person to uh, talk about it and to inspire many of you who have never played fantasy football to uh, either join our leagues or set up your own exactly that and we can help you with any of it, whether it be joining our leagues or setting up your own, or just any questions. You know. 100%. Yeah, we're on Twitter, at 5 Yard Rush and Instagram, and then the podcast is available absolutely everywhere except SoundCloud, which we should probably try and find out why we're not there. But 
I've actually looked into that this week, so um, there is a way that we can do it. We will speak. Perfect. As always, Murph's got the answers. Ah, so, Joe, how'd you get into the NFL? Well, I always followed it from afar. As a kid, I was into pretty much every ball sport going. Golf, cricket, tennis. I played football professionally. So, ball sports were my thing. I, I suppose I never really had a team, so it kind of made it... I know I wasn't kind of committed, if you like. But yeah, it was it, just, it was just a game that I liked to sort of keep involved with, but without delving too deeply into. Yeah, yeah. Without knowing anything about it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't have told you the rules and things like that, but you know, I'm a stickler for kind of details with sports and, you know, who's won the British Open golf or, you know, who's won the, the US Open tennis. You know, I, I kind of keep an eye out for stuff like that, so... Yeah, it was just it was just you know I, I'd lucky to see who won the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't necessarily follow the whole season. Oh, for sure. So that, if you like, so it was just it was something that I was I was more involved with football, soccer, American <laughs> friends. Um, but yeah, so that, that 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 was my thing. So yeah, it was just a and getting into the NFL now, obviously with via the fantasy, is something that I'm pleased I'm pleased I've done because I was a little bit nervous at the beginning, but actually it's something that I tiptoed into season one and was a bit yeah a bit apprehensive, a bit nervous, but now. Well, I feel not. No, I'm, I'm by no means an expert, but I feel much more comfortable. I just say that. Oh, good. Talking about not having a team, do you have a team now? I do. Have... I do. Only, but again, it's this is going to sound awful. It's like following Manchester United, but I didn't have a team last season as such. I just kind of played the game. Weirdly, my brother-in-laws both support American football teams. So there's a the one's a Raider and one's a Bears fan. A friend of mine who I spoke to over Christmas uh, is a massive Cardinals fan. Had no idea. And we were talking on my sofa, literally, about this podcast, funny enough. And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll give them a follow. So, you know, he's, he's now following you. And uh, it's just interesting that when you start talking about the NFL, to, it's, like a, it's, it's like a closed little, yeah. little like a, a niche little group. But it's like it's a like, closet it, confession. It's like someone that follows like train spotting, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and you, just, you, you just find yourself kind of go, oh. Oh, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, I, I, to answer your question, yeah, I, I started following the Rams purely on a basis that I liked how they played. I watched them the opening weeks of the season, and I was like, every game I watched, I just liked how they played the game. So, again, watching you know, short phase plays and things were just so impressive that I, I don't know, I thought, I've got to pick a side. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick them. I didn't know they were going to go and do what they did throughout the season and be where they are now, but... Again, because they got, and I, I like what to be fair, I like watching Todd Gurley. So, funny story there was a feed on one of the NFL things earlier that said, I'm just getting into NFL, like, who should I support? So, everybody's commented on who they support as their teams because that's what you do. You know, if you're new to something, like Murph would say, support the Bucks, and I would say, well, actually, I didn't say support the Broncos. And I said, play a season of fantasy football, and then whoever goes off on your team, support that team. Because you've then got a reason to support them. It's not like you come from Florida or near Tampa, so you support the Buccaneers like Murph did when he went to high school and uni and stuff. Or London don't have a team, so for instance, if the Jags came over, I'd probably adopt them as my team because they're my local team. So this guy was, you know, who should I who should I support? And I said, play fantasy for a season, see who goes off, and support them because you'll probably like that player for the rest of your NFL. Yeah. There's no shame in supporting the Rams because they're good this year. They're, why not? Well, I'm, I know. I mean, I know players come and go. I know coaches come and go. So you know, nothing stays the same forever. But that will be my team, regardless if they do brilliantly now or terribly next season. Even yeah. if Jeff Fisher comes back, yeah, that'll be the same. It will just be. Yeah, I, I'm not going to change my allegiances now. So I'm going to hold you to that. If Jeff Fisher comes back, Jeff Fisher's not coming back. <laughs> And you have to sit through the seven and nine and eight and eight years <laughs> over and over and over again. It is the broken record that keeps going. So why did you decide to play fantasy football, Joe? Well, this is an easy question. You asked me. I, did, I, I asked Joe because he is a massive soccer fan and has played, as Imagine Murph does, Premier League fantasy for as many years as... Yeah, forever. Exactly. So, so yeah, and yeah, you did ask me one day and... I was a little bit, again, like I said earlier, a little bit nervous. It's not the same thing at all, though, is but it? But it's, no, it's, it, I, I, you were telling me over lunch one day, and I was thinking to myself, this sounds way, <laughs> like, I'm never going to understand this. And to be honest, it, it has taken me probably at least two years, I would say. Not, I don't, that's not to put people off, but that it's taken me two years to kind of just fully understand how 
the game works because it's not like your Premier League apps no, um, where you just pick a team and that's your team you might do a transfer here or there but you literally you know it, it's totally different and that's what I've enjoyed the most it, it, it's interactive every single week whereas most fantasy games are just there's your team done Good you team. can leave it for a month yeah and that's it and, and, and it's, it. I find it's luck I mean some would say that this is luck but actually if you're looking for the right people and you find the right people or you're smart enough to pick someone up that no one's really thinking about or you see that someone's a good match up that week and you think actually that he it might not work but you give yourself every chance to maybe get someone you know if someone's not on your radar and he comes he comes available or he's come back from injury or something like that and you think oh is he going to play it's worth if you're losing and it's worth the gamble then you may as well you know take that risk I suppose yeah I couldn't agree more I think you're right and I play a lot of I've played FPL for years and I think you're right in the sense of that game is pretty static in what it what it does. The draft Completely. game has added a little bit to it. I actually started my own sort of private draft league five years ago because I like the draft element yeah. of the fantasy football. So kind of um, is it the same? It is it the same as this or not quite as good? It's it's actually really interesting. It's good because I do a draft concept with, with like some of my closest friends, um, which is good. And I've got some of the players from NFL to play it, and it is really interactive and it is fun. Um, it's good because each player only exists once and then you do think about matchups. It's hard to replicate like a waiver wire, so instead it's just a free agency pool that opens and closes at certain times and it's okay. kind of whoever gets there first kind of gets the player sort of thing. But the active players who set lineups every week and target a waiver wire in a more strategic finish higher than those that just set a lineup every week and don't do anything. So it, it kind of models, it's, it's similar. I guess they're, they're very different games because they're very different sports. You know, in, in football, in FPL, you're looking at goals, assists clean sheets whereas in NFL you can pick a, a pl- to it. well you can pick a player who CJ Anderson mm-hmm. comes in off the street week 16 and then absolutely just storms it very few people saw him having the kind of production if you did I mean hats off to you um, <laughs> but most people didn't even know he was going to play that week championship week so yeah, people like John me Kelly, picked him up stashed him didn't play him but it's fine because I got the results I wanted to in most yeah. cases so that's where it is very different is it's monitoring streets, but you can have just players that go randomly off and it doesn't quite happen in FPL as much because of the nature of the game. Because you're not going to get 9 nilers every week and stuff like that. The only thing I would say with that also is that probably with the football or soccer is there aren't as many players that could potentially come in like the NFL where, again, like you said, they have such big squads, yeah. 52-man squads and probably others as well that come in with the younger players. But it's with football, soccer, it's very much... There's your 11 players, really, 12, 13. You're not going to get someone that's been playing in the youth team for a couple of seasons to come in and suddenly be you know, top score one week, whereas in the NFL, you almost can. Players come in at running back and have amazing weeks. You know, I think C. Jansen outscored Todd Gurley, I think. Could be wrong. You'll tell me I'm wrong. But um, he certainly outscored him in terms of touchdowns, I think, last week. Is that right? Uh, yeah, more yards and uh, more touchdowns than Gurley in the same. Where game. we got in PPR, where, where, where we got the, the points, I don't know, but it would have certainly. But that's what I mean. You wouldn't have got like some real young defender in a in a soccer fantasy coming no. in and outscoring their top centre back, if you like. So I, I, I think I, the NFL is much more interesting in that way. I agree, and the other thing with FPL is towards the end of the season, everyone has the same team. Yes. Exactly. Because yes, that's true. Everyone yeah. has the best striker in the game. Everybody has. But <laughs> yeah. be- everyone has the best midfielder in the game because that's just what happens. Whether it's in fantasy football, that doesn't happen, which is why I think we all we all love it. It's more more what we do. So my question to you is then, speaking more about the sort of intro bit going into the NFL, is sort of how did you start sort of watching and learning? I know how you got into fantasy football, but in terms of actually watching it and and learning and understanding the NFL, how how did that sort of start? Season one. Um, so I've been playing two. This is my second season of playing fantasy so uh season one was i was suppose i was it was towing the water time i watched the odd game i was picking up the odd quarter where i could my interest was there by the app uh by you know by the apps but it wasn't really there in terms of i didn't have to basically have the time i've got two young children i i just didn't i couldn't commit because the times they generally play and they were playing on a sunday night and it's hard to say to the wife would you mind watching this instead of things you want to watch so I, I kind of bided my time with it. Um, now, I think she, my wife realises that I, and I do really enjoy it, so I don't hog the TV by any means, but she's quite happy for me to watch games and, and you know, I might watch a, a half of a game and then 
we watch something that she might like to watch type yeah, thing. Yeah. So and, and and that's not that's not to delve too much into like my private life. I don't mean that, but no, kind no. of but just to, to sort of help people understand that it, I didn't just suddenly go from this to watching every game every week every play. No, that wasn't the case. I just kind of I picked things up via the NFL.com, listening to your podcast. Um, I've listened to one or two other podcasts just to see, I suppose, almost if they're given the same sort of information information that you guys are. Um, some do, some don't. You're very much fantasy based, which is what I love. Some are more into just generalising about the NFL, which is absolutely fine. But yeah, I suppose for me, I just I, the, 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 so the first season it was more a case of let's just see how this goes. Will I like it? I think I, I think out of our ten team league, uh, I think I finished ninth. I could be wrong. I think I was ninth. I think I beat one one team. And yeah, I, I, I wasn't bothered by that because I just wanted to keep my interest by learning about different players and I didn't really know all the positions I didn't know really understand what a running back did I didn't know what a broad receiver did I, you know I did vaguely but I didn't know how much they're involved in different players I, I would have said a running back only runs the ball I wouldn't have known not they're not allowed to catch the ball obviously but I didn't know that they were in that kind of you know they, they, they were in the game for that you know I didn't know that a running back or a wide receiver could throw a touchdown pass. I generally didn't know that. I thought I, that could only come from a quarterback. I didn't know that. That's from someone that, you know, I, I was, you know, a, a rookie if you like at watching it. So, yeah, I picked up things off the internet. I picked up things off snippets here and there. And yeah, I just picked up what I could when I could. Season two, like this season, uh, I joined the Dynasty League with Chris, and yeah, it, I, and I loved that. I really did enjoy the Dynasty League. I think it was again. I love to trade, and Chris will laugh probably because. I don't think I have a player on my side now that I that I picked at the beginning. I might have one. I might have picked him again. But I, just, I, I enjoyed trading. I enjoyed picking players off the waiver wire. Um, and yeah, it's again, I, I've watched a lot more football. And I think by watching it, I've understood downs. I've understood plays. Not every play, obviously. But I've understood why people do things. And why players are in certain positions at certain times. And why people come into the field at the certain times. And stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's just... An interest that I've loved and I've enjoyed learning a new sport, basically. So, again, I'm not, I'm by no means an expert, but, no. I, I, but I've certainly picked up an awful lot. So, I'm, I'm pleased and I won my league this year in terms of the actual league. I lost to um, Josh in the semi finals quite heavily. Standard but, Josh shout out. But yeah, the Josh, Josh shout out there. But yeah, I, I lost very badly in the semi final, but I couldn't do much about that. But, I, you know, I was 12 and 2. I had a good side. I did really, really well. So I was, I was just pleased to get there. But I, I, I play to win. I, I'm very much, even if because in our in our league, everyone probably does it differently. But in our league, if where you finish, obviously, is where your draft pick is. So I was third this year. So my pick in eighth. I don't care. I just wanted to beat my opponent in the in the in the third and fourth playoff. I just love to win. So I think if you get to the playoffs though, you you're you're not thinking about draft pick at that point, are you? You're thinking about the ring and it's also not a big it. deal, is it? You pick first, second, third, fourth. It's not the biggest in a dynasty draft. It's not unless you get this year with a Saquon Barkley, for example, it's not a huge drop off from one to four, I don't think. This year probably is a rare exception, but going forward I wouldn't say so. Yeah. The fun for me also is within the the game is to trade and some people don't, and that's absolutely fine. I like to move players on if they're not doing it for me, basically. That's just how I am. I, 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 just, I like to win. I, I'm not stupid in the sense that I won't just give away someone for nothing. But at the same time, I probably give up more than I should for certain players. But actually, it's held me in pretty good stead. And I, I, I play my own way. So I think that's, that, that, that would be my thing of any advice to anyone is that just play it how you want to play it because at the end of the day it's your team and your decisions so if you live and die by your sword I suppose yeah I love that so staying on that theme of watching football have you ever been to any of the London games or is there any plans to to go if you haven't I haven't we were gonna go my wife said to me uh would you like I think were the games over Christmas time around that time October. October October no sorry yeah she must have said to me then September time about getting tickets, but the tickets had already gone, and they were like two hundred pounds a pop. I think for for me and her to go was like four hundred pounds, so we couldn't afford to go. Uh, next year, I'd love to go. We've certainly got the scope to because we, you know, they're having so many games. I think it's at, at Tottenham's new ground. 
if it's ever if, built. If, if it's open. Um, and I presume it again, or is it just going to be at Tottenham? No, there's no, two, no, at each. two at two each. each. Plus there's some still widespread rumours that uh, the Raiders could end up being here for the season. I don't know okay. how viable that is, but that's still talks ongoing that they could be at Tottenham. Well, I think I think they've been a bit of a bust, the games. And obviously, I've watched them on the TV. They've been a little bit of a bust, the games. You know, maybe not everyone would agree, but they've not been great. They've not uh, been barnstormers, have they? The, the Jags, obviously, coming over here is fine. I said, but I just think unless someone wants to come over here full-time, it's difficult probably to get the excitement level. I thought Chargers-Titans this year was very good. That went to the last play and yeah. the two-point conversion that failed when they could have kicked the extra point and gone to overtime. Um, I think that's... that's. But you're right, they, they tend to be blowouts. I thought this year was more competitive. The teams they're looking to have over this year, I mean... I'm biased with the Buccaneers, but imagine Bruce Arians bringing that yeah. offense over here. I mean, that would just be an incredible spectacle, um, and that looks likely that's going to happen. We could potentially have one of the Chargers or the Rams here. Like that would be incredible. There's, there's. I think I saw something today about the Steelers Chargers in Mexico City. Yeah, that that seems to make a lot of sense. Which means the Bucks are coming because aren't they one of the designated yeah. teams? So, so it, they're not going to put Bucks on Monday night. I'm, I'm coming to that one. Yeah, and my season ticket. I'm already, I'm already having it, but I'm, if there's only one game I come to. I'm coming to the Bucks game. Oh yeah, hundred percent, and same with me. And uh, as actually, Matt gave me a text uh, before we went on air with this, and he was saying he's with the UK Bucks guys who shared some support with us, and they said they want to plan a big event. So uh, we'll have to sideswipe and go into there a little bit. Um, but I would say to you, if you're looking to get tickets, and to anyone that's listening, um, you can register for season tickets now. Thanks. Now. You know, the great thing with the season tickets is you're thinking, I don't know if I can commit to all those games. Um, sometimes they don't all go in one block like this year. The I think it was the chart. I'm trying to think what game. The Raiders. It was the Raiders Seahawks because that was supposed to be played at Tottenham on sale. Okay. Um, but you can register for the season ticket, get them, and you can spread the payments over three months. Okay. So Thanks. even if you can't make all the games, whether you're spreading the payments up front, you could then sell the ticket, give it to someone you know, sort of not saying you should go on third party sites by the way before we get shut down by the by Yeah, the but no, even I, I you know with Hunter you did being this born last season, yeah. Yeah, Hunter got bought, was born a week and a half before the first game and I sold all three of my season tickets. I gave one to you for your mates and yeah. and then I sold the other two to people X Y and Z and I sold them at face value cuz Exactly that. I'm not in it to tear people's wallets apart. I just wanted to make sure other people enjoyed the NFL. So And that'd be the same and you know, you don't know what's going to happen. I'll buy my season tickets. I might not make a game. Yeah. And when that happens, I'll do exactly the same thing. I'll offer it up to people who I know, and if not, to listeners or whoever, and uh, make sure they get the tickets. And funny enough, I, I, I said that about my brother-in-law's having um, an interest in it. I've also got within my same friend set probably four or five others that I didn't realise liked, loved the NFL as well, and they've been before the last these last two seasons. There's, there's been the odd game here. At Wembley, and they've been to those when they, when they've been available, and they've said how much they've enjoyed it. It's such a good day out. It's a fantastic day out, even if you don't know the sport that well. Just the people around, the atmosphere, the mixed um, seats. You know, there's none of this sort of volatility that you get at um, at football, like as in uh, English football or anything like that. It's yeah. just a really lovely day out. You can take your beers inside, and um, it's a real community. Yeah. Um, lots of people talk. I like to go up there really early and just talk to fans and, and meet people and. Um, you know, listeners of the podcast, you know, we'll, we'll do some form of meet-up maybe um, for the games and things like I that. I reckon we should do a tailgate pod. We can very much do that. Because um, you only need a phone. We literally could do one on the fly on Anchor. Yeah, exactly. So these are the sorts of things that we could do. So, But that's that's a bit off topic and, and taking it in. So is there, I guess, looking at, I know you've talked quite extensively about the first seasons mm-hmm. that you did. How many leagues did you sort of start off in? I guess what... What I'm looking for is sort of how many leagues do you think is a good number for listeners who want to try and get into this to, to start off with? Well, again, it's a very easy answer because I did only had the one league. I was only in the OG league. But that was that was my own personal starting point. Some people might say, I'm going to go into six or eight I or I whatever. I think very but few people jump into that many leagues straight away yeah, just because of the complexity of it. I didn't. It, that's the thing because it is complex. I didn't want to be involved in three, four, five, six leagues and not knowing much about any of them. I kind of wanted to nail down a few certain players, a few certain teams, and kind of build slowly. Um, this year, I've obviously gone into... I had two. I know I came out of one. But again, it was for me, it was like a learning curve, and I just wanted to understand it a bit more. I got invited to another one, which you guys invited me to, which is the divisional 
Oh, the Listener League. Listener League, which I'm really excited to do, which is which is brilliant. So I'm already going to be in two for next season. I would like to go into another one. So I'll, pro- oh. I'll probably go into three. I would say for next season, three, maybe four, a push. But I feel comfortable doing that now. I, at the beginning, I was a bit like, if I do too many, I'm going to get bored quickly. Mm. And so I wanted to keep myself limited just to one, maybe two at the start. It was just a good number for me. And I say, it's not for everybody. Some might want to do a lot more. But personally, the one or two was, was more than enough. So you mentioned you came ninth out of tenth. Um, I'm not going to dispute that. I believe it was ninth. It didn't help that you, you drafted a number one overall, took David Johnson, and he went down about 37 seconds into his season. He did, yes. Um, but you know, what, did you, what did you learn from the first season of playing fantasy football? I learned not to pick David Johnson again. Oh, no, that's... All right, the affair this season, he was pretty <laughs> terrible as well. I just learned the basics. I, I, for me, I just learned the rules. I learned about the waiver wire when you win a game that you get to pick last, generally speaking. And that sounds really silly, but they are things that you need to kind of pick up and understand. Uh, the free agency is good. Obviously, again, you learn about picking up players for free when the waiver wire is finished. So maybe don't burn a waiver wire claim. And, you know, things like that. And, and just generally speaking, learning about the players. That's, that, that was my biggest thing because I didn't know much about individuals. And, the again, I picked up a couple of real probably poor choices, but you only kind of learn by picking up bad players or thinking they're going to be good players and actually they're, they're not because they had a good week the week before you think oh they're going to have another good, another good week the, the, uh, the following but actually usually the cases they get a bust and they get a, not a donut but they might get two or three points and I picked up someone and they were buzzing for like two weeks I don't think they scored a point generally speaking <laughs> for the next four but because again that was just, that was just a, like a, a novice thing really and I think you, I think you said to me Mate, it don't everyone. pick him up because but I, was, I went against your uh, Listen, I played John Kelly in the championship advice. round final when he scored me three points. So <laughs> everybody does it. Oh, listen, I I had I had a stud team in Dynasty and I started off zero and five. <laughs> you know, nobody's object to to making mistakes. It's it's just about continually learning from them. And that's it. You know, taking taking David Johnson number one last year, I did that. It's not a, that's not a rookie mistake. That is just. That, that, that's the game that is fantasy yeah. football it's like anyone who took Bell number one overall this year exactly that if you took no... him in the draft early enough and Bell went one two yeah, anywhere in the top four didn't matter basically if you took Bell you thought you were getting a top three running back and actually you got a top nothing and that's the game Yeah, and that that is the game and that's why we love it because it can change at, a, at an instant um, which I think is, is so key I think for me though because I took David Johnson first round first pick sorry and it was my first season of doing it it could have been quite easy for me to have gone Ugh, well, I'm not doing this no more. This is rubbish. No. But actually, sticking at it and kind of again, I finished ninth that attempt, so I didn't do well. But I stuck at it, and actually, I didn't. When I, if I, when I lost games, I didn't lose them by very much. And obviously, you get more annoyed when you're losing games by like one point or three points. And so I was in them. I was in those games. I wasn't getting beat by like fifty or sixty or a hundred or something stupid. So uh, yeah, that 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 for me was again just. St- Make your own decisions. Again, make do what you feel you need to do for that week. Again, I've learned that now, second season, obviously, that you, you don't have to be quite so... I, I was changing my team a lot as well. And I think, actually, stick with your studs, if you've got some, uh, and, and just kind of build around them, and hopefully it works out for the best. Yeah, no, for sure. So you've just mentioned the second season. We know that you were in two, left one, well, gave it to Murph, yeah. who... Missed out on the playoffs by 1.6 points from MVS, so you know about close games, Murph. Um, mentioned that you like winning, so your goals for season were to obviously win it. Came close. Came um, close, yeah. Josh put us both to the sword. There's another one for you, Josh. We should get a Josh counter. I don't even know. Definitely. All right, he just comes on at some point. Well, you know, now Joe's come on, it might have opened the floodgates and the rest of the OG League might be hammering at the single-pane garage door. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, obviously... With doing so well this season, did you do more research? Where did you do it? Where did you get your information from? Again, yes, I did do more research. Again, I, I like I said later on, I watched a lot of games, which helped. I, I went on the NFL.com. That was just my personal thing. I like it. I like going on there. Okay, it might be a bit more generic. It's maybe not as in. It's in detail, obviously, but you know they might not be giving you everyone out there. Probably giving you more of a, a general base thing. Um, and there's also a lot more people who look at NFL.com as yeah. well. I, I, I obviously I look at. 
uh, sorry, listening to this podcast and listening to one or two other podcasts, it just gives you a better insight into why someone is worth picking up or not picking up, basically. And again, you're not always able to get them because, okay, if your team is winning and your waiver wire pick 10 or 9 or 8, you know, you guys might mention someone that I go, oh, that's a good idea, but actually he's already gone by the time he's got my, by the time you've got there. So, yeah, I, I, my research base, yeah, it, it was just going on the internet. Um, if you're interested in something, you, ch- you generally speaking, you will seek out information and, and advice. I, I asked your advice on, on certain things. But, yeah, you, you, I, you, you just have to, if you're, say, if you're interested in something, you, you go that extra yard to kind of learn about something. If you want to win, which I do, I like, to, you know, if I, if I, if I enter, enter into anything, I, not to sound silly, but I do like to win. I've, I've, I don't mind losing, but I like to try and win. Oh, so that, so that, that's, that's, that's the, I've always been like that. So You want to know that you've done yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And you, I, get beat, you get beat. I like, I, I, the other thing I like is to play in a league where people are trying. I, I'm not big on playing in a league, again, it's just a personal choice, playing in a league where you might be in a 10, 12 team league and you know that eight or seven or nine of those teams aren't trying personally i'd rather play in a league where everyone's at least giving it a go because then you feel like actually yeah i've achieved something and uh, it's yeah. not just that it's if everyone is active and giving it a go then yeah active yeah people are willing to trade and the waiver wire is is a fight as it's opposed fight, to yeah. you getting everybody you want and by week seven well, having a team it. that's going to win it that's just as another reason to come play with us at five yard rush as opposed to going on for your first season playing espn or, or nfl.com or any oh, well, it's a bit lonely weirdly like, no, no, if, if, you, if you're going to go and play in a again i'm not knocking anyone you, you, if you want to go and play in an espn league and there's 10 12 teams and you're the only one in there and you and playing and you win it and fine that's that's great but personally i would like to win a league that i know for example in our league everyone tried to win it even there was a guy that i think only won one game but he put a team out every week yeah. to try and win and well it there's he, it, and, and he, he did win a game yeah I mean, oh, that's going to be me next season in the Dynasty League. And, and it was your team you've just taken over. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to be you now. Well, I, I like to thank you both for allowing me to um, to open free agency for no, an hour fun. so I could just pick at least a couple of players up to give me a fighting chance. I nearly picked up one of the two of your players that you <laughs> by a one shot was allowed to. No, I would have cut that <laughs> straight yeah. away. And then I would have docked you a draft pick for being cheated. <laughs> Interesting. So, did you... The thing about drafting here, did you learn anything about drafting going into this season that perhaps you didn't know last season? Yes, because I didn't know, probably, that running backs were so point-heavy. So this season, if I was going to do a redraft league now, I'm not in one at the moment, but if I was going to do one for the next season, I would probably, like you said, I think in a podcast last week, that you need to have at least a stud running back if you can. If you can get two or you can get a stud and an upcoming stud possibly, like a Nick Chubb or someone like that, you might call him a stud. Yeah. Then if you can, you know, we were, I think me and Chris were saying the other day, if you can get like a, a Kamara or a Barkley and and you end up with a, a Nick Chubb, your second pick, because you've gone for a wide, sorry, your second pick might be a wide receiver, but then Nick Chubb comes down the line for a, you wouldn't mind having Julio Jones, Barkley and Nick Chubb as your first three picks or someone like that. So it depends what you want. I think you need to be a bit balanced. My team is, I've always tried to get balance in my side. I've not been running back heavy and then wide receivers, absolutely dreadful, no tight end. There's, no, there's no balance in your team. Nobody stays long enough in no, your team but, to be balanced, Joe. No, but you might <laughs> not personnel-wise, but position-wise, it's it's very, very balanced, uh, I think. No, no, yeah. I, I, I don't... Jesting. Like, some people have five running backs who are amazing or two might, two of them might be injured so they never play but you've got three great running backs but the rest of the side is really dragging its heels I quite like to have wide receivers a tight end we play with a with defence again that is a little bit hmm, luck but it's a little bit more luck based I suppose you could argue mm. I know that's a bit of a to, to a degree to I think degree, we, we talked about this in the pod that you don't want to take them too high people taking the Jags in the seventh round last year for example, you pay yeah. the price. Again, a, a, a quarterback. I think quarterbacks score generally heavy. Obviously, Mahomes scores ridiculously heavy. So if you've got him, which we do very, very well. For me, quarterbacks generally score between 
18 and 30 points, depending on which week it is. So it's that to me is not as an important position. Unless you've got someone that's scoring 50 points every week, you know, then that's, that's different again. But that's not as important to me. I think, generally speaking, quarterbacks do quite well. So yeah, it's a personal choice, isn't it? I, I, I quite like to keep... We play with three running backs, three wide receivers. So in that particular league. So I try to keep those positions relatively healthy. I don't like to have like three dud wide receivers and three dud running backs. I'd rather have a balanced core, if you like. So that makes sense. I think, you know, and you know, what Joe's talking about there with rosters, it's so different in every league you play in. You know, a standard might only have one flex, two running backs, two wide receivers. So have a think, you know, you've seen the game enough. If you want to do, if you want to join a league that is perhaps a bit wider spread with more flex positions or more running backs or more wide receivers, you know, talk to your commissioner. It's something that, that can be discussed. And uh, or if you start in your own league, think about what you think is going to be enjoyable and go with that. And if you're not sure, drop us a line, ask for some advice. We'll we'll help out. We'll we will always try and do leagues that have you know flex positions and. Um, you know, we'll allow you to have those players, maybe bigger squads or something like that, you know, depending on the amount of people we join and how many leagues we do. We'll play with many different varieties so you can kind of pick and choose and play one or two and see what you really like. Joe's mentioned he likes Dynasty over Redraft. That might be the same as you, having the same team every year that you start to build and, and roster. Some people want to scrap their team and, and have a new one every year and try different players. There's nothing and, right about uh, it. It's just whatever you want. Yeah, and that's the reason you're now in the OG Dynasty because my brother-in-law, Stu prefers drafting new teams every year and the excitement that comes with that so he also likes absolutely tearing teams apart <laughs> yeah there is that I mean, it, to be fair I think he started 6-0 and, and absolutely he did. He did. tore well, it up he had a very good team at one point he said well, with a draft and I was I, like oh I quite like oh yeah yeah well I, I did a double trade at the same time with him and Joe and then that was the start of the downfall really yeah. so came my, down there. My, my stud players are Adam Thielen Philip Lindsay Josh Allen Josh Allen who I've picked up now <laughs> Matt Ryan who I've just got from you you're welcome uh, I got Freeman to cover Lindsay Alan Robinson this is where I'm stretching but I picked up Valdez Scantling again this is where we're stretching to I can't believe you did that after after he burned you what have I told you about you can't have a personal bias about fantasy players you just need to go with what's available what's the best I've ended up picking some young players who I think might break out because, do you know what, I expect to win two games next year with that side. Um, but I do have the two pick and I will be trading a little bit more. Um, so we'll see what happens. Trade deadline's close. Well, you know that I like a trade. So. It's not really. It's I was going to say, well, Josh has already <laughs> sent me over a dud trade on Tuesday, <laughs> which I read out on the pod and quickly declined. So, Well, there's Josh again. Drink. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to bring that rule in. Yeah, it's a bit like the, um, is it Will Br- Pete Prisco or Will Brinson or whoever Will it is. Will Brinson and oh, Pete Prisco, yeah. yeah. Just, Josh, you're the new one of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new Pete Prisco. Okay, so we've mentioned the big difference between season one and two. You, you knew what you were doing. Any, anything else that you think is comparatively different quickly? What, between the two seasons? Yeah, for you personally. Just, it's the, it's the longevity of playing. I think, again, it's only two seasons, I know, but... The first season I was pretty you know, basic, to be honest with you, and I was just just trying to learn a bit. Um, last year, or this season, just gone, I should say, it was just much more interesting for me because I knew about the game. And I think if you, even though I, like I said, I followed it from afar, knowing how many points are scored for a touchdown, stupid things. I know it sounds daft, and it might sound ridiculous to people that that, that follow fantasy, American football all their life since the age of like two or something. Um, for me, that wasn't the case. So I wanted to just under, yeah, just understand. You know, I didn't know there was a two point conversion you could you could throw for that. You know, I didn't realise that was even a thing. So and then you read, and you you pick up stats. You know, I think I think uh, the, the stat isn't correct by any means. But I'm going to say now, but it was like people don't really throw, or certain teams don't really throw for two point conversions. But I think I think why I started watching the following the Rams was that they were throwing for two point conversions early in the season more than anybody else, I believe. So yeah, little things like that. But learn, say just learning about teams again. That's also a big thing. Learning about teams' offenses and defenses because you know I didn't realise that the Bears' defence was immense at the start of the season. I do now, and again I know players move on. I know coaches change and offensive coordinators change, defensive coordinators. 
But generally speaking, the Bears' defence is probably the best or one of the best. And the Kansas City Chiefs and the Rams and the Chargers, they've got great offences. So I, I, I didn't... I didn't really know that until the start of this season, if I'm honest. So you kind of... And again, things change, but I think for the next few years, they're probably pretty set with the quarterbacks they've got and, and the offensive players that they have, unless they trade or whatever. But yeah, the, I, I just learned a lot more second season. I feel like next season, I will, I will do a redraft league probably. I came out of the redraft league, which is the one we were talking about earlier on, because I just wanted to concentrate on one. And now I'm, I've got a much... Uh, a, a, a bigger kind of wider range of knowledge. Not massive by any stretch of the imagination, but it's better. And like I said, I mean, I've gone into your uh, Listener League one, which is the, the divisional one. Which, and when you asked me, I was like, yep, definitely having some of that. That's so, Jack's one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, and again, I might do well, I might do, it just, it, it might do badly. I'm not worried about that as such. I just, it was just nice to join another league. So I'll, I'll certainly do three, maybe four next season. I might well do a redraft as well. Um, again, just because whether I do that with you guys or somebody else, better be with us. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not too worried because I'm in the dynasty under you as well. So it's it was just a case of now I feel a bit more confident, I suppose. And I didn't want to feel like a wally, you know, when you're going into the draft at the beginning and picking up like a kicker first round or something stupid, you know. The, the, mm, that, that would have been questionable. No, but you know what I mean. Like, so it, it's just I didn't. I didn't know first season really that I think I picked. I think you 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 laughed at me. I think I picked a kicker like round six or something. Not this year? No, the the first season. Oh, you were fairly close to that with Goskowski this year. Was I? Yeah, yeah. Did I go quite high with him? Like eight or nine? Did I really? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Spicy. What a good call though. Uh, no, no, you dropped him. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I, I, I dropped him because he was uh, on by. On by the way. No, but um, yeah, actually, going kickers is quite a good one actually because. They are, you know, they are relatively. Again, they score a relatively similar amount of points, but teams that don't score a lot of touchdowns rely on their kicker a lot. So, you know, maybe you pick someone that's Rosas, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast so, favorite. Podcast favorite. Teams that kick the field goals, but yeah, it, it, they are, I, I think they're relevant. I like, I like all aspects of it because I think if you're going to play it, then play every position at least. And again, it's not for everybody. I know some people don't like kickers at all. Personally, I do because I just think they add to the game. Like you said on the pod before, change the point system. You know, make them make them make them more relevant if you want to. But I would keep them in personally. Oh, that's because you're part of Rush Nation. So I suppose two more questions, J.K. First one: Do you think you learnt more about fantasy by watching NFL on the telly, or do you think you learnt more about NFL by playing fantasy? A bit of both. I would okay. say down the um, middle. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it. I'm not getting splinters sitting on the fence. No, I, th- I think because when you watch the game, you can understand how quick someone is. You can understand how strong someone is. How good a catcher they are. When you're just playing fantasy, when you're just playing fantasy, you're just looking at num- you know, names on a screen. You don't actually know. You can see their points, but yeah. you don't know. It's like if. Times they dropped the ball, or did they fumble, or did they do this, or did they do or that? Or if somebody says that Tyreek Hill was fast, it's not until you actually see him burn past another professional. Yeah, athlete exactly that. So I think you, you do is. you do get a, a good a good idea of how someone how good someone is. Someone can say someone's a stud, but until you watch them play, like Todd Gurley went round one. Obviously, he probably went round one in probably nearly every league in the world. <laughs> Near enough, um, a certainly one or two pick, and you watch him play and you go, yeah, I can see why he's. Phenomenal. Not to say that Barkley isn't or Kamara isn't, but he, for me, is outstanding. You know, and and he's they managed to get through gaps that they just aren't there. <laughs> you know, they, they they wriggle and 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 wind and they use their body in such a way that I mean, I watched um, CJ Anderson last week. You know, and he just burning holes. Through. You know, he's a big guy. He's a he's, ma- well. We talked about this on Tuesday. He's, he's, a, he's a sort of. Wide as he is tall, but, but he just he <laughs> just seem, he just seems to he just found gaps that just kind of weren't really there. And again, that's something else. You know, watching watching the playoff games was, was different because we were we were talking off air before we started about the Patriots. And again, everyone says how good the Patriots are, and was, oh, they are obviously good. Um, having having Super Bowls, they won, and Brady's won this, and Brady's won that. And then you watch them play against the Chargers, who were probably tipped to beat them. You know, maybe not at 
because of because of because of, of the cold weather. But they were certainly tipped to give them a really good game, and it ended up being an absolute. Well, it was a, I know the score line was a bit better at the end, but it was it was game over really after about the first half, first quarter even. It was just it, 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 you don't realise how good those how good the Patriots are in that situation. You know, who, they probably going they're probably going to win again this week because that's just what they do. But Chiefs, I know you said one more question. I just want to add on to this. Okay, carry on. So, just based on playing fantasy football, do you now enjoy watching NFL more? Definitely. Absolutely, definitely. Because I think you're looking at, not only are you looking at players that are in your team to score you points and stuff like that, but for example, if someone's offered me a trade that week and they say, I'll give you Adam Thielen or I'm going to give you Melvin Gordon or, or you know, it could be someone that's actually not as high profile as that, someone that's maybe a little bit under the radar, and then you watch them play and they get two touchdowns that week and you go, damn it. You know, like, you, you, know, you, you can be frustrated with yourself for not taking the trade or not taking the trade but you can kind of you see a lot you see a lot more players do well certain weeks and yeah definitely watching for me has been a big help and the fantasy the fantasy side of it is it's really fun and seeing your players win or I watched a game with you Chris um when you, when you just had your, your your young baby and we were watching it, I was playing. I think I was playing you in in, in that round mm, that were, week, yeah. and you'd won by the time you went home. I did, yeah. It was it was it was a, it was a, it was a whitewash that week, but it was interesting watching in that because you are you are you have an you have an interest. Yeah. You do have an interest in it. It makes every sure. game. It doesn't matter what game's on. It makes every game that's on telly fun. Yeah, and if you've got a stud, so if you've got a good Todd Gurley, for example, which I did at the time, I've traded him away now because you know, as I do that. But you, you watch him play, and you're getting disappointed when he's not getting the ball enough. Give him the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball. You know, <laughs> and, and it's going, it's going everywhere. But him, you're thinking, just give him the damn ball. So, um, yeah, no, it, it definitely. I, I, I've loved watching. Uh, I've loved playing the fantasy due to the fact that yeah, I've, I've, I've been watching the game. So nice, right, Joe. The floor is yours. Explain to new listeners, or not even new listeners, but people new to the fantasy football world. What what advice would you give them stepping into fantasy for the first time? Don't worry about it. Don't worry if you win or lose. I think just try and learn as much. If you want to get into it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's quite a complex game. I would say to start with. I think now after a year or two, you do start to get your head around it. Stick at it. Do your own thing. Again, when you're drafting. Draft how you want to draft. If you want to pick three wide receivers at the beginning, pick three wide receivers. If you want to pick three running backs, pick three running backs. You know, go with whatever you feel is right. You guys were talking the other day about tight ends. If you want to pick a tight end in round two, round three, round seven, round nine, do whatever you feel is right for you. I think personally on the on, on the tight end thing, I, I had Zach Ertz and OJ Howard this week and I've got rid of Zach Ertz. Not because I don't think he's good, he's amazing. But I had OJ Howard and I figure that actually he'll probably get me enough points if he stays fit over the course of a season to outweigh, because i got Le'Veon Bell and Joe Mixon as part of the deal. So for me, I quite like the deal. The guy, I, tra- the, the guy, the guy I traded with did, 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 did well as well. So um, out of it, I'm sure. So we, we, be happy with the trading you do, if you do trade. Um, again, you're going to get some wrong. You're going to get some right. You always do. And just, yeah, just don't, don't have a fear of it. I think I... I was nervous. I wasn't fearful. I was slightly nervous, apprehensive of going into the first season. But now, like I say, a year or two in, you just cut, it, it becomes. You know, I'm, I'm on a podcast talking to you guys. You guys have got your knowledge outweighs mine. You know, a hundred times, a million times to one, sort of thing. But checks in the I, post. But no, but, no, but that's, you know, that, that, that's just you know, you guys have I've watched it and, and followed it for years. I haven't. So to come on here and talk about, you know, I'm probably talking complete rubbish. But generally speaking, I, I have a an okay knowledge of it now even after just two seasons so I plan to watch more games next season even more games I plan to go to games if I can if they're in London um, which what would help there, there is four games in London I know but I, I plan to go to at least one game and yeah just kind of yeah, just enjoy it I think I think again I said I don't want to play to win I do play to win but don't get me wrong if someone beats me I'm not going to go and you know Kill my grandmother over it, sort of thing. You know, it, it's, it, it, I, I play to win, you know, but you know, there, there, there comes a point. And um, yeah, I, I just think that if you want to get involved, kind of 
get involved. Don't do it loosely because you'll lose interest. I think you have to be a little bit proactive with sorting out your not just your roster every week, but you need to kind of yeah, learn about a few players, learn about a few upstarts, a few people you might not have heard of before, take a risk here and there, and just generally speaking, just have fun with it. It's, it's, it is really interesting. I like it. I never thought I'd be talking on a podcast about NFL. Not because I don't like the game, but because I just thought I just, you know, it was a game that hadn't really crossed my mind to, to really get involved with. So I've loved playing it. And again, try and play with people that either you know. Again, this is different. You know, some people play with complete strangers and that is absolutely fine. But as a, as a new player, try and play with people you know because I think... Well, not necessarily people you know, but in a but league that's yeah, going to be active. Yeah, and, and, and you tr- yeah, maybe trust a little bit because I think, you know, if, if you're a complete novice, if I, you know, if I was playing against Murph or yourself last season, you were, you were kind to me. But, you know, if I didn't, I didn't know Murph. So I could have offered him trade. He could have offered me trade. I, I would have just gone, okay. Okay, because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what these players were, and you can get your pants pulled down slightly. So, well, it could be the other way. You could turn around and say no because you think, oh, well, he might be a good player, and actually, I don't want to do it. And actually, it yeah. might have been something that benefited your team. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that I think that's what people get scared of is when they're playing someone they in their league who they know has won it the previous year or two years ago, or whatever. They see a trade and think, oh, well, this guy's trying to pull my pants down. And actually, you could do a trade that it's one of the rare fantasy games where you could do a trade that's mutually beneficial for both sides. Where I could trade with uh, you, Joe, or you, Chris, and you, you might have a phenomenal um, running back talent, and I'm stacked a wide receiver, and I can give you two great wide receivers for an absolute stud, like Todd Gurley, for example, and it won't impact my team too badly because I've got studs behind me, whereas it could upgrade your team in a PPR league because you've now received two that are going to outscore Todd Gurley. So I've strengthened yeah. you. It looks like on paper I've weakened myself, but I've actually strengthened in the position of huge weakness. And the offset's not going to hurt me too much. So there, there are trades you can you do that look a bit silly on paper, but actually they, they make a lot of sense. I think from what Joe just said, an analogy, this has just come into my head, and this could be absolutely terrible, but fantasy football is a bit like when you get a swimming pool, one of those massive inflatables in the middle. <laughs> now hang with me here, hang with me. <laughs> fantasy football is fun, which is the swimming pool. Right, everybody in fantasy football is enjoying it. They're the people on the inflatable, and then if you're just walking around the edge, dipping your toes in, you're not having as much fun as everybody else in the pool. If you yeah. jump into the pool, both feet get on the inflatable. You're going to be having fun, and everybody on the inflatable is going to be helpful and willing to. I think as well, like with with the trading and 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 stuff like that, is that I did a lot of that at the beginning purely because I wanted to keep myself um, involved, keep myself. You know, even if the trades weren't being agreed, I quite liked it because it, it kept my my memory fresh on it all. And like I, I, I did, I didn't want to kind of just never do anything because then I would have forgotten the I would have forgotten the game, and I probably wouldn't have even carried on for a second season. Like I, I finished ninth last year, I could have just gone. Oh, actually, what was the point? I never did one trade. All I did was pick a lineup every week. Sometimes I didn't even do that, and then it's easily forgotten about. I think if you're gonna do it, you know. Do some trading or, or try and trade at least. You know, be active because otherwise you end up losing a little bit of interest. Um, I know what you mean about the dipping your toe in and well, and the, it, it, it make it, yeah it, it makes sense. I know I know what you're saying is that get involved. It doesn't matter. You know. Again, I'm going to mention Josh. Another shot of vodka. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he was saying the other day about. Um, I forgot, I forgot the, I hold the whole point though. I forgot the whole point. What I was going to oh, say. Can you play it back? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not until it's oh, rubbish. Seeing as this is your first pod, Joe, and you've not got a screen in front of you, have a guess at how many minutes into this interview oh, we are. I can ramble, so probably about an hour and a half. 65 minutes. That's not a bad guess. It's somewhere around 55 minutes. Mm, With that being said, we should drop the mic. Joe, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I hope that this has helped the rookie listeners out there and has inspired them to, to get involved in fantasy football because we love it and we want everybody who listens and plays with us to love it as much. Well, I hope I haven't um, subtracted a lot of your listeners by me coming on, so uh, hopefully no it's chance. all right. No, I think, I think that's the point. And again, this is to, to all listeners that, you know, we, when, even though this has been quite new person-centric and 
if you've made it to the end and you've been playing fantasy football for 10 years, you're a real loyal listener, so thanks for that. But I still think you would have learned bits of about this. Again, we talked about the, the Sean McVay analogy on Tuesday. Um, it's a new way. The way that you kind of play the game is you trade a lot, you get a lot of players in, you make the moves, you go with your gut. And a lot of players look at the analytics and try and understand that actually I'm going to try and put myself in the best position to win the game because that's what the stats tell me to do and actually might go against their gut. So part of what they could take away from this is actually I should trade more, I should try and fill those holes and just do what I love and just be a bit free and see what happens and maybe I get different results. So I think it's there's no one way to play fantasy football. We give analysis every week based on our experience, the stats, and we try and give a balanced opinion based on the collective of all of them. And thankfully we're we're right more often than we're wrong. There's an element of luck in that of course, but I like to think that there's some skill too. Um, oh, there is, definitely. And, and experience, and I think, but we're never going to be right 100% of the time. No one is ever going to be right 100% of the time. And I think that's why we love the game, is there's many different ways to play it, many different ways to think about it. And your way's really refreshing because it just allows people to just have fun. And I think people will take that advice on board. Some people will use it. And do you know what? If you do get in contact with us, if you're in a similar camp to Joe, get in contact with us and say, hey, yeah, I do the same thing. These are the results I get. And I'd love to hear more input into the results and how that works because I think it's a fascinating way to, to do things. Right, I didn't know, so just very, very quickly, I didn't know you know, really who the studs were as such up until the start of this season. You know, you guys all picked your teams and stuff like that at, at, in, in, the, in, my, in my first year and I was just kind of picking players almost out of a hat. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have an idea. Now I know who they are and the positions they play. And stuff. You, you, you get a good feel for where you want to be when you if you're going to, if you're doing a redraft league, you know, if I was doing one now, I'd be thinking, okay, you know, yeah, you want to get a Barkley or a Gurley or a Kamara, yes, you do, but you know, again, try and if you want to go running back heavy or like I say wide receiver heavy, then you go for it. But you know, think about all your other positions as well. I think sometimes it's very easy to get caught up in just doing one position, and I think you end up with like some really weak plays in certain areas, and you're really chasing after that you, you know unless you're playing we play a lot of positions so we in, in this in this league we like I said we play three running backs three wide receivers and we have two flexes so a lot of players have gone off the board early if you're only playing like one flex and two running backs and one wide receiver you think there's going to be a lot more players on the board um because you're going to go you're going to go for running backs early there'll be more wide receivers out there stuff like that so i think you can end up with some real weak players if you if you do try and just go for one area in particular but I think you know I just just again do it your own way if you're going to draft just draft how you want to draft it, if you get it wrong then you can only blame yourself then and if, you, if you ask someone how to do it and then you end up you know making a pig's ear of it then you end up blaming somebody else actually do it your own way if you get it wrong get it right you can say live or die by your sword I know we're wrapping up but I've just seen a tweet that's come across it's extremely interesting it's just been retweeted by, by Matt Harmon can you name the two highest running backs who had the highest percentage of two yard or fewer runs this season? Mate, say that again. So, that was a whole load of words just come out of your mouth and I didn't catch any of them. because you tuned out. No, so the two running backs, who are the two running backs with the highest percentage of two yard or less runs this season? Blunt. He is number one. Really? 57.14% of his rushes were for two yards or less. Who is the second? Um, I'm kind of Duke Johnson. I'll give you a clue. He went, he's been nominated to go to the Pro Bowl. Philip Lindsay. Right sort of player, but not him. And Tariq Cohen? Nope. Oh, this is difficult. Right sort of player. Tevin, no, Tevin Coleman was terrible. He's an NFC running back. Christian McCaffrey. No, he hasn't been nominated. He's a, he's a dud. Yeah. Come on, my friend. Going, going, going to the Pro Bowl as an NFC running back. As a rookie. As a rookie? I've got my one, Chris. Joe, Joe, Joe said his <laughs> name about two minutes ago. As a quote-unquote stud. Chubb. No. no. Barkley. Saquon Barkley, 52.49% of his rushes went for two yards or less. Wow. Huh. 
have a day on the rest of it. So I will tweet this out. It is fascinating reading if you love statistics. Um, but yeah, only other players above 50% were Adrian Peterson and Dion Lewis. Leonard Fournette. Noodle legs. That's it. They were the, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the only players above 50%. What Joe just... Murph Joe, this has been fun. Appreciate it, guys. What Joe was just talking about was being fluid. And being fluid, like a bath, and put in the plug. Love it. Until Tuesday, the Rush Nation, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.